Hey, Night Owls. Welcome to our first October mini episode. <laughs> I'm Rachel. And I'm Krista. I love October. Is this the first of October? This drops on the first, right? I think so, yeah. It's like literally perfect. I'm very yeah. excited about it's this. It's so good. October is like my comfort month. It's like a month of like spooky things and soups. I also like it. I love summer. Don't get me wrong. Probably like my actual, well, it's very close to fall for my favorite. But the summer, if I, if I stay inside, I feel guilty. I feel like I've wasted the day. In the fall, I haven't wasted anything. I can stay inside. I can go outside. It doesn't matter. It's so comforting. I love it. Yeah. Anyways, it's fall and it's amazing and I'm very excited about it. And I hope everyone is getting lots of time with their scarves and sweaters and hot apple cider because I definitely am. I made chili today. I made chili too. <gasps> Mine did not turn out very good because I didn't have very much chili powder and I'm upset about it. Also, oh. I just kind of went with whatever I had in my pantry and I didn't like specifically go get things. Oh, I felt I followed a recipe and mine came out well, but I'm, I'm I, impressed. I don't I mean, improvise. I'm going to eat it. It's fine. I definitely improvised because I moved and so I did mm. what I had in my pantry. That's understandable. It's okay. It's not the best, but this book was pretty decent. Better than my chili. Well, there we go. This is already we're just we're going uphill now. Bars high. Um, I picked another Audible original because it's a mini. Um, I usually like to pick like a short story or something like that. Um, so I picked an Audible original, and it was only like two and a half hours. So I'm gonna be able to like cover this in like five minutes. So yeah. you know, enjoy the ride for five full minutes. It's a um, mini. I'm like, where do I start? Okay, I guess I'll just go for it. Um, so the the story is surrounded with murder, which is, you know, one of my favorite kind of stories, especially for October. So Maggie is a middle-aged woman who has a daughter who has just gone off to college. So she's kind of dealing with like the whole empty nest syndrome, right? So she's like, what do I do with my time? Like my daughter was here and I would bring her to sports and I would bring her to school and I had all these functions to attend, all these things to do, but now I have nothing to do with my life. Um, so Maggie and her husband are now trying to adjust to the empty nest life. Her husband is a doctor. I don't remember what kind of doctor. I don't really think it matters. Um, her husband's a doctor. I think for kids in some degree. Oh, he does surgery. So he's a surgeon. That's right. She talks about he does surgery. So he doesn't really drink. Um, because surgery, which actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I would really appreciate that in my surgeons, honestly. Agreed. So Maggie starts planning a 50th birthday party for James, right? And so she's like, I got to do something with my time. Um, so this book literally kicks off with her planning a 50th birthday party, which is, I know, incredibly interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Just loving it. Um, so she like, she like talks to her daughter and so basically like kind of like highlights like how boring her life has gotten. And honestly, I don't really feel like it's super relevant other than just, like, kind of painting a picture of, like, what her life is like, and, like, she's a ha- has a happy marriage, like, she feels like they have really good communication, like, all those things, right? Um, so, <clears throat> Maggie, one day, has police officers come to her house, and they're like, is your husband home? She's like, no, he's in surgery. Can I help you? They're like, no, nope, we need to talk to him directly. She's like, okay, that's weird, whatever. Seems strange, but okay. Husband comes home, Immediately pours himself a drink, which is notable because I said he does not drink yeah. during the week, right? Because he's a surgeon. And he doesn't really say anything to her. And he was like, I talked to the police today. Because, like, he got home at, like, a weird time, too. Like, earlier than normal or something like that. Um, 
And she said that normally when he walks in the door, because he really loves what he does, he walks in the door like seeming like refreshed and like happy and like in a good mood. You know what I mean? Like did a successful day of surgering. 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 Anyways. And so he comes in, he's like disheveled and like a mess and like pours a drink. And she's just like, whoa, something up. So the police had come to talk to him and they had discovered the body of an ex-girlfriend of his. So when he was, before he met Maggie, when they were younger, um, <clears throat> so when he was like in college, because they met, I think when she said they were like 22, 23. So this was from when he was in like college when he was like 18, 19, somewhere in there. He was doing like residency. Um, he had this girlfriend. Uh, what's her name? Hannah. Hannah is her name. So Hannah and him and their friend group, they all went camping one weekend. And when they went camping, Hannah disappeared one night. And they all assumed that she had gotten, because they were all really drunk. And um, so they all just assumed that, like, she had gotten drunk, decided to go swimming or something, because she was just kind of, like, adventurous, wild, did whatever, you know what I mean? That kind of person. Like, she was apparently, like, super gorgeous, had, like, a modeling career coming for her, but she had one of those, like, wild streaks where she, like, really wanted attention all the time and, like, that kind of thing. Um, So they kind of just assumed that, like, she had just gotten so drunk that she had just, like, gone off and done something weird because she was known to do that so the police basically at the point at that time summed it up as like an accidental drowning and they assumed that like her body had just gone off um they're in florida so that was in the florida keys oh, okay so it could have just <clears> gone <throat> off to the just out into the ocean never found whatever so this is at this point this is 25 years later and they just found her body because they started redoing the campsite where they had been camping and they found the body like half a mile from where they'd been camping, buried. And bodies that had been pushed out to sea, first of all, don't wash back up on that same shore 25 years later. And definitely don't show up in a grave. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they're like, well, that's extremely suspicious. Okay. Um, and because he was the boyfriend, of course, they go to question him. And uh, the wife, Maggie, is just like, I've heard about this, but the story was that like – the husband, James's best friend, had woken up and seen Hannah walking towards the beach, but, like, they were all drunk, so he just, like, went back to bed and, like, didn't think anything of it, but he had seen James, the husband boyfriend, sleeping in their tent, and so he had just figured that Hannah had wandered off to swim because Hannah wanders off, right? Um, and, like, that's what they had told the police, and, like, that was the story that they were sticking with, and so... The police keep questioning the husband and Maggie at this point is just like, well, I just need to like find enough information to get my husband off and like for it to not be a problem anymore. Like, obviously, like I just need to go like touch base with all these friends and make sure that like everyone has given me all the information or like I'll find out something that the police don't know. You know, the classic like I'll fix it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get it. I don't know if I would be able to like not start asking questions too. Like, I totally get it. Um, and so <clears> – <throat> She starts, Maggie, the wife, starts going off and, like, asking his, like, college friends questions. And, like, all of them were like, oh, no, like, he was asleep. And, like, we really don't know what happened. You should go ask my ex-wife, Diane, who was there with us. But she has, like, a perfect memory and she never forgets anything. And so she has, like, one of the eidetic memories or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, she goes and asks her. And Diane was like, no, like, I wish I had seen something, but I didn't see anything. And, like, everyone agreed that there had been, like, a guy in town that had, like, bought Hannah a drink or wanted to buy Hannah a drink when they were, like, out drinking that night. And so they were like, well, maybe, like, he came back. He followed her. You know what I mean? Like, there's, like, all of these, like, questions. And then her husband gets arrested. 
and they have like no evidence basically the state is just like no we're sure you did it <laughs> right we have no um, evidence even, but we know it was used. they're basically assuming that like his friend is like it's his friend he's gonna say that he was sleeping you know what i mean like mm-hmm. no matter what he's gonna say he was sleeping it's so, like that's, that's what, what the I'm state thinking, is basically so. going off of right well he gets like a really good lawyer and the lawyer gets him off with like a technicality like the warrant was issued in a different county and they're that county that the murder happened in what hadn't actually indicated that they were going to issue a warrant in any way, shape, or form, and you can't actually prove with any evidence in any way, shape, or form that my client was involved. Like, you have one hair of his on her t-shirt. Well, they were sleeping in the same tent. Like, of course, his hair was on her t-shirt. Like, yeah. what else, where else would it be? <laughs> like, like that kind of thing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, um, he basically gets off. Like, they pay bail, and they're like, all right, so now we just wait for the other county to to tell us like if they're gonna press charges essentially um and it doesn't come and it doesn't come and it doesn't come and one day one of his other friends diane the one with the good memory contacts the wife and she was like hey like i want you to meet me and like this is a really short book so i'm obviously gonna spoil the ending okay you guys it was it was an interesting read but if you don't want to hear the ending you stop here so diane wants to meet and diane is like we all lied to the police saw about what happened not surprised right that's the thing about this book is like i really felt like i saw all of like what happens from here on out coming like it's not even a shock to me but basically what happened was diane was like yeah like we lied to the police like my ex the husband's best friend like had a thing for hannah and he told me and he told us that like he saw her leaving for the beach and he like went up to follow her and he told me the girlfriend that like she wanted to go skinny dipping and so i she started to take her clothes off and so he left because you know he was committed to being in our relationship and the wife's like yeah okay he was into her and she was taking her clothes off and so he walked away that's Definitely. not what happened that is what younger men when do. they're like 19 years old it's not what happened that's at exactly all. what men do yes so she goes <laughs> to like confront him and he was just like okay like you need to stop you need to go talk to your husband about what happened right and she's like he told me everything he was sleeping and he was like no, he came up with this plan for us to lie to the police. Like yeah, he's he was not one. sleeping. He's the doctor. right, exactly, exactly. I mean, they all are actually like because they were all residents together. Oh well, they were all like in residential school. He's the smartest doctor then, apparently. So basically, she goes to the husband and he tells her everything. So he was just like, "Yep, definitely killed her because I found out." Like so, she found out. The wife found out that they had actually gotten engaged on that trip. And she was just like, well, you never told me you guys were engaged. Like, you just told me that, like, it was your girlfriend. Like, I feel like that's totally different. Like, it's a whole different level of commitment, right? Um, and so he was just like, well, like, I didn't want to hurt you and all this stuff. Because she's always been kind of jealous of Hannah, right? Like, their their relationship didn't, like, pit her out. Like, it didn't, like, go bad. Like, he just yeah. lost her. And so, like, it's hard not to compare yourself to that person and wonder, like, oh, would he wish that that could have happened? And, like, he said things along the way where he's just like, if I could go back, like, you know, I wish I could have saved her, like, all this stuff. Like, that's what he tells her daughter. And so, like, this whole time, she's basically, like, incredibly jealous of Hannah. Like, she gets all of this attention from him. And so, he tells her, like, yeah, I ended up strangling her because my friend did follow her to the beach. And when I found them, she was, like, half naked. And then they were fighting. And then I found out that they'd been sleeping together and she like laughed at me basically the reason men always kill women is that they freaking laugh at them you know what we Uh, should be able to laugh at you because you're a tiny little boy literally can't handle it they literally 
cannot handle it i know like it drives me nuts like that's like my number one reason for like hating it and so like he kills her because she like basically laughs at him and was just like you never really thought this was gonna work out and like she threw like the plastic ring that he had given her at him and like oh my god just like a freaking mess and so he strangles her right obviously like you do and then him and his friend buried her and they were just like well i totally think we got away with it but the worst part is that the wife was just like well i feel kind of better about it now like he protects me. He didn't tell me any of this because he wanted to protect me. Or he just, like, he harmed her. Wow. Not like he lied about and so, it and he could totally kill her. He could probably yeah. totally kill me. Correct. And, like, also, the end of it, they have his 50th birthday party and he doesn't get arrested. Jesus. Also, like, the ex-wife girlfriend at the time with the identic memory, why the fuck she go along with it? I got an identical memory. I'm not going along with it. I guess she doesn't know. I guess they, maybe they... She doesn't know everything. She's she doesn't know that he killed. Yeah, yeah, they've only been told that they weren't supposed to tell the police that he had gotten up to follow Hannah because they didn't want to implicate him, right? Mm. They don't want to implicate him as being the last to have seen her. So they all agreed to lie to the police. And at this point, they've all lied to the police for so long and they don't really yeah. know once for sure what happened once that, they were at Hannah. Right. <laughs> so like literally the end, it ends Jeez. with like her just being like, well, at least I don't have to be jealous of her anymore. I was just like, wow. She has, she needs to see a therapist. She has problems. So, like, I definitely felt like this kind of fit with our psychological thriller theme that we've got going for early October because I was just like, what the hell? It was kind of like a mind effort, the fact, but also, like, when you're married, you can't testify against your spouse anyway. So, like, what was she going to do? She can't tell, yeah. She can't do anything about it. And so, basically, she was just like, I'm glad she's dead because if she hadn't died, like, I wouldn't have had this wonderful life and had my daughter. And I was like, I get that part. Like, I get that. I don't but think also, I would stay like, with that's really messed husband. up. I don't think I'd stay with him, right? Yeah. So, yeah, like, the end of it was just, Also, like, I'm pretty sure I would shout it from the rooftop. I... It's a rough one. It's yeah, a tough you one. T- you can't tell the police. You can't tell. But that doesn't mean I can't put it on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm, it's very complicated. Uh, so, I kind of liked it because I thought it was a really interesting twist on that because it's not usually how that goes. Yeah. Especially the fact that they did it in, like, two and a half hours because while I definitely saw, like, how everything was going to, like, lay out as far as, like, the husband's guilt, like, that wasn't shocking at all. I feel like the shocking part was the wife just going along with it and being like, that's cool. We're good. Because she was, like, very invested in, like, finding out what happened to Hannah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, and then she's just like, oh, okay. It's fine. Because, like, Hannah's parents are dead, so, like, no one really cares. You know what I mean? She's just, like, that's how she justifies it. She's just like, well, no one really cares. Oh yeah, there's nobody out there like no one else. No one's missing her. Justice and yeah, poor Hannah. Yeah, so I don't really know how to rate this one because I have a lot of really mixed feelings about it. Yeah, I guess we'll give it like three and a half because of the mixed feelings. Yeah, yeah, probably that would probably be like I feel like you have enough to give it some, but then there's things to take it away. Yeah, I just. I don't know. It was it was interesting. It was an easy read. Like I said, two and a half hours. I just listened to it this morning while I worked. It was great. But um, yeah, it was an interesting one. Nice way to kick off October, I guess, with kind of a, a mind twister. Mm-hmm. A murder that a, a wife's okay with. So. A murder that the wife's <laughs> like, okay, that's fine. As long as it's not me, we're cool. Yeah, it might be her later, but who knows? Who knows? Well, uh, I have my I mini coming up in two weeks mine also has lots of murder in it but i can't wait yours is longer than mine too so i'm interested yeah. to see what you picked i have a lot more things going on in mine uh but if y'all want to know like what it is that we're doing uh we post everything on the instagram at isn't a pastor bedtime and twitter iipyb underscore pod 
You can also check out our website to see what's coming up next and take a peek at our archives to look at what we have read in the past at isn'titpastyourbedtime.com. And if you want to send us an email on any of your thoughts as to what, you know, maybe why she should have like, I don't know, figured out something to do because he's a murderer. Uh, What would you do? Because you can't testify. I just have so many questions. I don't know what I would do. Have you been divorce in this situation? him and then testify? But what if he kills you because you're trying to divorce him? I just have so many mm. questions. And yeah, I don't think you can even if you divorce. I still don't think you can say it because he told you while you were married. Ooh, I don't know what that law is. Do any lawyers who knows, listen? Know. You can email us at isn't it past your bedtime at gmail.com. And yeah, we have a lot of episodes dropping this month. So you'll probably hear from us again. We got a long one coming after this. But in two weeks you can hear my mini so yeah we'll talk at all y'all then bye bye um what i just realized you never said the name of your book did i not Uh uh-uh how did i not say it i have it written down in front of my face because you were like where do i start and then you started doing the story and i was like oh i got a reminder to tell at the end to say what the name of the book is it's buried deep by margot hunt